Hola and welcome to another edition of the Formula One Fans UK <laughs> podcast. I'm Reese. I'm in a great mood because <laughs> Carlos Sainz has finally won a race, and I am joined today by Chris, Danny, and Dan. Finally, how are yeah, you doing? Yeah, let's let's not get any of the lip. Finally, great race, great oh. race yesterday. Best race of the season so far. I am so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, and the smile hasn't stopped since uh, last night when Carlos Sainz finally won a race. It wasn't on you 20 minutes ago when you were put up this podcast. <laughs> you looked like you were going to cry. I'm COVID. <laughs> yeah, that is what the... Co- if you hear me coughing and sound like my voice is turning off, I have COVID at the moment. But it's okay. We we uh, we turn up here when we have COVID because we're soldiers. Um, we don't <laughs> skip out and miss podcasts, even if we've recorded it once already, and then we miss the second recording twice, and then the third and then one. The third. Yeah, we're, we're we're soldiers Some of us here. Turned up for all three. We're soldiers here, and we deliver, and uh, we deliver I'm, more uh, I'm than podcasts. Yeah, Chris is jet lagged. He's flown all the way from wait, wait, from wait, London right. to Dublin. Oh, Belfast. Belfast. Okay. Birmingham to Belfast. Mister has no job. Okay, some of us had to go to work. And we did three different to go nights. To work. We're working all three different nights. Oh, I had to work, <laughs> yeah. but unfortunately, school kids don't work home. at night. Go to aren't allowed out at nights. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, it was a exceptional race. Um, Chris was there, so was Tim. Um, but. Tim has not made it on tonight. He's probably still in the traffic trying to find his way out of Silverstone. It did take him a long time. It could take a very long time to get out of there, especially if you went the wrong way, like Chris did. <laughs> but look look at the benefit of going the wrong way. Well, yes, you're you sitting did. there, you're in your car, and somebody in a Mercedes shirt walks past, and I look at him, and I'm like, I know you. <laughs> And he looks at me and he smiles and he keeps walking. So I stick my head out the window and I'm like, Oi! Let's have a selfie. So he came back, took a selfie. My mate jumped out of the car, ran around, had a selfie. Guys in all the cars around us were like, what the f***? Got back in the car, carried on sitting in the queue, Googled who the f*** it was. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. Who, uh, <laughs> figure out it was Andrew Shovlin. <laughs> so. Andrew Shovlin. <laughs> Jensen Button's engineer at Honda. His engineer, Braun. Yeah. And now he's what? Race director, right? Uh, for Mercedes? Something important uh, like that. Something like that, yeah. Someone who was obviously off with the traffic as well because he got out of the car and was up on a phone call. And he actually had the come over with this phone call on and say, hold on a minute, I'm taking a selfie and put his phone down. <laughs> what a legend. I mean, for you, that was your Obi-Wan Kenobi moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Mate, I would hate to have seen what would happen if Pinkham had been walking past. <laughs> I don't think I'd have had the money to bail you out. No. You ever watched Bora, the end of Bora, when he gets Pamela Anderson? That would have been Pinkham. 
Straight into the back of the car, sacking her head. <laughs> but just, let's just come down kidnapping. <laughs> yes, we don't condone kidnapping unless it's Pinkham and you can get her to my house. No, we do not condone pick kidnapping. <laughs> um. Anyway, let's talk about our competition. Well, yeah, let's, let's quickly, before we get on to the race, Chris, uh, whilst he was there trying to find Natalie Pinkham and only finding Andrew Shevlin, uh, he also picked up some great prizes for podcast listeners. Uh, so a uh, lucky winner is going to get their hands on Chris. A very suave, and I would do say suave because it's the best quality in a while, F1 2022 British Grand Prix programme. Two packets of Turbo Attacks, official Formula One training trading card game, packet cards, five in each, I think. If you get Lewis, I'll be pissed and I want them back. Nice <laughs> McLaren badge. And Who'd you get British that one Grand from? Prix license placed. I got Ooh. these from the new mega store that has opened in the hotel. I queued for a very long time until I got really pissed off and said to the guys that work there, excuse me, I'm disabled, I can't go and do your up and down thing. So you take me to the front. That's the things I do for you guys. You you play you play the card just for us. Yeah, so you so you play the disability card to get to the front for us. Thanks, Chris. I bet it was a struggle. If you had seen the queues in that mega store, and I tell you the only thing they didn't they sold in there that they didn't sell around the track was the license plate. There you go. The license plate is saying hot in de- well, high in demand. It's more of a roadside. Everybody was walking around that. Everybody was walking around that mega store with a license plate. So, if you would like to win a printed program, a McLaren badge, a lic- a British Grand Prix road sign slash license plate, and two packs of Turbo Attacks trading game thingies, as Chris so beautifully put it. You just got to listen out to the question later in the podcast. But let's move on to the actual race itself. Um, It uh, it was an unusual one for Guan Yu Zhou, who got away with uh, a big, big accident and probably became the first Grand Prix driver ever to travel further upside down than he did on his wheels at a race. He actually proved that you can drive an F1 car upside down. I mean, that's what Daniel Ricciardo does every week. <laughs> that was a scary, scary moment, and it's probably yeah. the worst crash I've seen since Dan Weldon's. And that's what it took me right back to. The, the, the way the T-bar and the roll cage vanished. Mm. Could you see it happen. from where you were? Could you see it actually happening from where you were sat? I couldn't. Not from where I was. Tim, I think, could see it, but I couldn't. Tim could see it. Tim was on the pitch, right? Yeah, but the, the, that roll bar shouldn't collapse. No, you know, that was... He was literally skidding on his helmet on, his, on the halo. Yeah, well, that's why and we've got to be pitch... extraordinarily grateful for the halo, because without that, we would have lost, right. have... lost two drivers miss... this weekend. To miss the, the tar barrier and go into the catch fencing, that, that's, that's scary, that. And especially as there was a grandstand right behind it. The gravel is meant to slow them down when they're on their wheels, but it don't slow down shit when they're on their roof, does it? It's just, just... 
It's well, very rare you see the car flip like that. Yeah, but why? You can understand if he still had his T bar in there that it would flip. I guess the, the, I guess the, one of the wheels the, must have dug in and got stuck underneath, and that's what caused it to flip. But to throw it into the air the way it did, cost it like it was but a for ragdoll. me, it um it reminded me of the Alonso crash. Was it Alonso? Alonso and Gutierrez in Australia. Yeah. Was it Australia? Alonso and Gutierrez just in went, Australia. Literally, yeah. like engine gone, just like literally just a little like cockpit left. It was mad. Yeah. Mad uh, there's crash. a picture. There's the picture going about of the car on its side between the fence and and Guan Yu Zhou or Zhou Guan Yu still sitting in it. And it's it's it, there was such a tiny gap to try and get him out of. Yeah. I mean. You know, it's, it's, there was a lot of concern. There was, uh, I mean, it wasn't even. Uh, there was so much concern that fans weren't uploading videos. That that's fans were at the race and they were there were lots on Twitter and they were saying, "Look, I'm not putting this video up until I know it's okay," because it was a big crash. Um, I mean, so much so George, of course, he he ran, got out his car, abandoned a car with just one punctured tire. Ran before he he left his car and was running to Joe before a marshal had even got to himself. Um, he was the third person on the scene. I mean, that's... I mean, and our, our marshals are brilliant, and the marshals were fantastic in how they acted, how they got him out the car, how they just communicated everything. It was, um, it was brilliant. Like, it was honestly brilliant, the from thing, the, brilliant from the marshals. They, they, definitely, they definitely earned their spot. They uh, presented an award. One of the head marshals presented an award, uh, the second place trophy. Yeah, the podium presentation yesterday. So yeah, they were well represented. Yeah, great job. The, um, the thing I noticed most at the track was the silence. The whole place was silent until he was out of the car. That's that's the thing they say, isn't it? In sport, there is nothing worse than the sound of silence at a racetrack. Well, yeah, but yeah. I think that's because. Everybody likes a bit of like, you know, a little crash into the wall and all that sort of stuff creates a bit of drama, but no one wants to be there for the race where someone dies or like, you know, something like you, you don't want to be there for that race. You just want, you know, and I I think it does like when that happens, that's instantly like, oh crap, this could be a bad one. Like, I think as well. Like people were saying on Radio Silverstone last night, you can go to another Formula One fan wearing your Mercedes shirt and go up to somebody wearing a Ferrari shirt and immediately have a bit of banter because mm-hmm. there's only 20 drivers on the grid. Mm-hmm. We love to watch them all race every week. And no matter what we think of it, like nobody wanted to see Max get hurt last year. In his Silverstone crash, nobody wanted to see Joe get hurt yesterday. Um, the F two race again, the the place was silent again initially for that F two crash yesterday. You know that was a scary accident as well. It's it's whew, the, the halo saved two lives yesterday without a doubt. Exactly. I think I just thought modern safety in F1's come a long way because I mean, before we started recording, we were comparing the uh, the Alban crash to the Dale Earnhardt um, crash because it was a hefty hit, 
he didn't have very any time to brace himself for it. And, uh, I mean, it was no surprise, really, that he was taking hospital for the checks, but we're just so glad that both drivers are okay. Yeah. Amen to that. I'm just completely I mean, it amazed that it wasn't Latifi. I, I thought he was good. He, I, I, I thought he'd definitely be the first one to have a, a big Latifi crash. made a great start. Latifi was robbed, man. Yeah, he, did, yeah. he went straight through yeah. the middle of Joe and... Um, he went straight through the middle of yeah, Joe Russell. and um, Russell and Gasly trying to follow him. Just He drove into a wedge that was closing because of it. Uh, I thought it was actually Latifi there. Everybody was saying it was Latifi that it stopped there. It wasn't until they all sort of came around again and went into the pits that we realised it was Albon. I think everybody just sort of expected it. Everybody turned around and like, <laughs> Latifi yeah. again for fuck's sake. Oh, it's a broken Williams. <laughs> it's going to be Latifi. <laughs> it was expected. <laughs> and that's the Williams that had the upgrades too. It was, yeah. Oh, I, what, yeah. A, what, a, what a terrible weekend for Williams that was, considering that Latifi got into Q3, Albon was out in Q1, and then... Within, well, with that before you even got to turn one, car is totaled. Yeah. Through no fault of his own as well. I mean, let's say Albon made a very good start. Um, yeah, and it was, was, and it was sound, Vettel it? running into the back of him. Yeah, it was just bad luck. Bad luck. And it turned out to be another serious accident. Right, so we've just finished talking about Albon. Let's start about the race. Let's let's talk about the race itself. Well, there is no one better place for the question that I want to ask than you, Chris, because you were, of course, by you were between um, you were at Vale, weren't you? I was in Club Corner, Club Vale. You were so, that sort of area of the track. I could see, I could see from Stowe round to the back of the grid. So, you were in the perfect position for what. Dan and what Dan and I heard, which was when the battle between Leclerc and Perez, Perez cut the corner a little bit, just he didn't really have anywhere to go, forced both him and Leclerc wide, and Hamilton goes through. Well, Crofty screams, and there goes Hamilton. And my TV, I can barely hear him over the crowd. How was that noise? I, I could, um, you, you could, the cars went wide. And because of that, you knew they were going to go wide again. And I was like, this is going to happen now. Lewis is going to go. And then everybody could hear them all starting to realise what was about to happen. And then it was just the whole grand sh- grandstand shook. It was unbelievable. And it was all right there in front of me. And I was like, oh my God, what have I just seen? <laughs> Lewis three wide again at Silverstone. <laughs> oh, it was a um, moment of the race. I don't care that he didn't, you know, get he, that he lost the positions again. That's that's neither here nor there. That was the move of the race. The noise Brilliant. was just the noise at every time. I mean, you can't. I don't know what they do at Silverstone that's so different to any other track. But you just do not hear that noise anywhere else on the calendar. I don't know if three thousand fans there. I mean, you think you get packed Monza and they're just as passionate in Italy as they are in in the UK, but I don't know if it's the way the stands are built, but the noise, especially when Hamilton got uh, got Leclerc going around Luffield, 
the yeah. noise. But like when you think of Lockfield and um, that whole area, that's uh, there's an auditorium basically there, mm. and um, a bit like Hockenheim. Um, and again, with club, you've got the whole of the club grandstands that are watching it. You've got the start of sort of um, Hamilton Straight South, and you've got Vale all yeah. overlooking that area. Whereas Monza, if you think about it, it's an L shape. Well, yeah, that's I can I've been to Monza, and yeah, yeah you do only see the corner you pay to sit at. Yeah, but even even the noise for Carlos winning. You know, the whole Silverstone went nuts. You know, it was, just, it was fantastic. And um, when Max started cry, uh, crying a little bit, um, <laughs> the whole place went nuts. Yeah, when Verstappen got overtaken, the noise, I mean, everyone thinks that last year has, put behind, has been put behind. It, it has not. And when you get uh, Hell no. when you get three hundred thousand British fans up against you like that, you know what you're up against. There was a point he got booed on Saturday, and there was a point well, on right. Sunday where people were saying, "Well, how are you going to react if Max wins?" I said, "I'm going to applaud him. It doesn't matter. You know, we we got our voice across on Saturday." Uh, at our displeasure over last season, which, in fairness, I still don't say it was Max's fault. You know, it was him that should not be named. But, you know, it's... um, the, the, Silverstone had to have its voice, and it got it across on Saturday. And I think if Max had a one on Sunday, he would have been applauded, just like Carlos was. Although Carlos got a bit extra, because obviously it was his first win. And he's such a likable kid, you know. And he wasn't um, Verstappen. That that does help. I don't think. Help. I think there it would have been applause, but it would have been a muted applause. Had but Verstappen you, won. You think about does everybody? There's 142,000 people there on race day that can now walk away and say, "I was there when Carlos Sainz won his first race." Just rub it in more, Chris. Rub it in more. It's fine. <laughs> I was there. When Lewis Hamilton won his first ever British Grand Prix. You know. Oh God, we're going back sometime, Chris. Not all of us as old as you. Um, I was there for his sixth championship. Where? Oh, at Austin? Yeah. Correct. He hasn't done anything memorable when I've seen him. <laughs> um, but no, as there I was say, it... what made me laugh. Shut up, Chris. Seriously. Just, <laughs> just let me finish on this point. Just let me finish on this point. Okay. There was a kid sitting beside me. He was a Verstappen fan. He had his flag out, which pissed me off because I had the two flags with me to put out. He took one of my spots, but I let him off. And he was like, yeah, Max is going to win. Max is going to win. And then Max had a problem and his head just went down. And I, I leant over to him and I was like, can I put my Lewis flag up now? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, this is a young kid. He was like 14, something like that. And I said to him, you know, there's a chance Lewis is going to win this now, don't you? Uh, I've seen Lewis win here enough times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the thing, though. I, I think the crowd really did get into Verstappen's head. Because, I mean, 
when he had his when he had his spin and continue, which was spectacular. It wasn't as good as Leclerc's. Whatever I mean, Leclerc's was unreal. Leclerc's was ridiculous considering how fast he was going when he spun and caught it. But Verstappen had his, and you heard this massive way sort of. It wasn't like a cheer of in, oh, "Well done, well done." That was really good driving. You caught that. It was no, that a, was a Verstappen spun. It was a way, yeah. yeah, suck on that. Um, sort of <laughs> typical British crowd when they don't like someone, the, the mocking way sort of thing. When when you go to a pub and someone drops a beer glass, it was that noise. Hey! But times 140,000. <laughs> anyway, I thought Daniel had a point there a second ago. Being at the race, he didn't get to hear the coverage, but he was moaning like a little bitch on the radio. Oh, no, we heard Fast that. broke, yeah, it's broken. Heard... It's we all broken. That. Ah, it's they're like Max, nothing to do. The car's fine. Just keep that's going. Fine, nah, yeah. the car's broken. Lost... Car's broken. You've lost point yeah, five. I think I have uh, somebody coming over, and uh, so my dog is reacting. I'm gonna go take it. Well, what? Why would people come over today? Get a grip. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about F1 whilst we wait for that. Let's not stop for Danny and his dumb dog. Uh, dumb dog. <laughs> I love dogs. What? I don't know why I'm Some saying that. Some Independence Day. We've all got independence over here. You don't see us celebrate it. Anyway, third time lucky, Daniel. Let's have your point. No, again, my point was just I found it so funny. It literally reminded me of Lewis going to his engineers. There's something wrong with the car. The car's broken. We need to retire. Yeah. Let's just retire. And they go, no, Lewis, it's fine. Just keep running laps. I would revisit the point I was making earlier when we were talking about Verstappen and getting weighed by the entirety of Silverstone. I can't help but feel like the crowd got in his head this weekend because mm. Christian Horner's going, oh, yeah, look, he, he spanned and he was still only like two tenths off the best times when he was spinning. Yeah, he was so quick at qualifying. He should have easily got pole, like no question whatsoever about it. Max Verstappen should have been on pole position. But the two times he had put together a stonking lap, come Stowe or... Vale, he, he cocked it up. He span at Stowe, but then went really, really fast and went deep at Vale. So the crowd got in his head, I think, on Saturday because he just was not himself. These mistakes, you don't see Verstappen making back-to-back mistakes and qualifying like that. I, I, I have a nice picture of him going wide at Vale. And then you come to the race and he's screaming, he's angry, the car is rubbish, I can't drive it. I mean, mate, you're the one who went wide. If you didn't go wide and run over that bit of um, bodywork. Well, didn't he say, well, I was either going to hit it with the left or the right, so I decided to hit it with the nose. Well, that worked, didn't it, Max? Mm. <laughs> and people might try and counter-argue and say, oh, yeah, well, he was only the one who hit it because he was out in front. Well, to that I say, Carlos Sainz was playing 4D chess and deliberately let Max Verstappen pass so he could run over the debris and two laps later re-overtake him. <laughs> he did have okay, a very sure. funny moment with Debra yesterday, which was what after... is that like? Three like thousand IQ, three thousand IQ, forty chess move by Carlos Sainz. We had a moment yesterday in the, after the Porsche uh, during the Porsche Super Cup race, where somebody got rear-ended and it destroyed his rear wing, and the safety guard came out, and I have never seen marshals move so fast. They were out, all the big pieces were up, people were sweeping at mega speed. I'm like, I'm talking, they were they were going for it. That was like a Carlos Sainz winning lap. 
they got it all swept up. They were running away. A marshal turned around, noticed one last little bit, sprinted back, being cheered on by the crowd, got it, sprinted back, and had it done before the safety car was even halfway around the lap. It was crazy. Fair play to the marshals. British marshals are the best. They are the best. There's no escaping. They are the best marshals. Um, the thing is, what amazed me was, I mean, we, you think how many recent, like, different winners we've had in form... <laughs> Joe, sorry, I can't not laugh now. Danny has completely lost control of his house. Um, Why doesn't he just put it in the garden? Um, well, here's a question. Who was the last person, it was asked at the start of the Grand Prix, who was the last person to um, to win their first race from pole position? I know this one. That's a good question. Pastor Maldonado. Chris? Pastor Maldonado. Okay. Now, Chris, this question I don't want you to answer because this question is the competition question for all our listeners. And it's quite simple. You mean I didn't just win that package of British Grand Prix goodies? Yeah, that you you didn't just win the package of British Grand Prix goodies because that's going to one of our listeners. And uh, to our listeners, pretty much all I'm going to ask you is on which race start did Carlos Fiennes finally win his first Grand Prix? On which race start did Carlos Sainz win his first Grand Prix? I'm not actually sure I even know that. I'm, I'm going to struggle. Was it A, 138? B, 143? Or C, 150? If you want to win that bunch of brilliant prizes that Chris has brought back from the British Grand Prix, send your answer as a direct message to Formula One Fans UK on Facebook or at Formula One Fans UK on Twitter, Instagram, or Discord. A direct message is the only way to enter. Dan. Daniel, what was it you were trying to say earlier? Uh, that amazing combat from Perez, obviously dropping down to P17, making his way onto the podium. Fair play, Perez. Great drive from him. It was the day. Did he get it? Yeah, he got it. He got yep. it. Well deserved. Well earned. I was, yeah, I was like, yeah, all of a sudden he was there, and it was like, what the hell? Where did he, where did he yeah, come but it's, from? It's just what, but it's, it's just one of them, like, races where it's always good to see somebody come through the back of the pack. Now, normally it's Lewis that has to come back through the pack that goes from like P twenty to like P two. Um, but it was amazing to see uh, Perez's drive through the through the field. Yeah, and the most amazing thing was that he managed to do all this whilst also being a VIP guest in the Mercedes garage. Love that. Okay, I don't know about this. There was a meme craze going on throughout the entire race where people had just realised how much alike Tom Cruise and Sergio Perez look. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Oh no! It was it was fantastic, and I, I got some good laughs from just just seeing the stuff people were putting out there about it. Um, yeah, I've got to say that that was probably my favorite picture of the weekend. Though was Tom Cruise standing next to Papa Perez and Anthony Hamilton, and Anthony Hamilton. watching their boys yeah. on the podium. Yeah, um, and obviously got to give uh, massive congratulations out to Mick as well for getting his first points. 
yeah. in his it's in this. his F1 career. So so close to seven. He nearly got Max, and I mean, let's say that Max was having to do everything. He was having to play every single dirty trick. Well, I say dirty, oh, like every single borderline trick in the in the book, making sure it's like, nope, no, nope, there's no more track there, Mick. I honestly thought they were going to collide lifted, going through the last corner. He lifted, come on out of the club to keep him behind. So Max had the, t- uh, the Mick had the type of bricks. Yeah, I mean he tried. Uh, what Verstappen brake testing someone? No way. No, he didn't brake test. <laughs> he lifted. Yeah, I know. I was just being a bit sarcastic. Slow down a little. I know. Bit. <laughs> um, I think what I really liked about yesterday was that Ferrari tried to play their um their let's swap a drivers game, and it backfired on them. I liked when... Uh, and Ferrari, I, that makes me smile. That made me happy. But what made me even happier was when Ferrari tried to go, hey, uh, Carlos, we want you to back the pack up. And he just went, no, 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 I'm not doing that because I know I'll be a sitting duck and I can win this race. And he went on and won the race. Uh, yeah. But he had fresher tyres. And why would you back your second driver up into the pack? It's just ridiculous. But that just gives you... But literally, right, that just gives you an insight into how they are. Like, they wanted Charles to win. They they were a night with a strategy, though. Yeah. Well, you want you, they wanted Charles to win, but only after they realised they'd really cocked up his strategy. They had so much time to bring him in when that safety car came out. And they... Some, was, it, was it something like 11 seconds they had to respond Did to it? Did you see Corinne Chandock's interview afterwards? Yeah, there was 11 seconds Maria, between... There were 11... Yeah, it was... It was it was said like they had nine like seconds. five, nine seconds or something to bring. Nine seconds. Nine seconds was it to bring Perret, yeah. to bring um, Leclerc, Leclerc in, Charles in. and, and then they had them. another eleven seconds was the gap between him and Signs. So it's not like they could not have double stacked, especially at um, safety car speeds. Yeah, no, that's what I say. It's eleven seconds at safety car speeds. It wasn't eleven seconds in reality, but when you're doing safety car speeds, that's eleven seconds. It was just. That was a uh, self-destruction. I do like I do like what how Sons responded though, when he said, Let, "Let's not make stuff up. What, what are we doing here? Um, you know, I'm the one with the fresh tires. Why would you want me to build a gap when you know Hamilton has been electric so far in the race? Sons re- really felt the threat from Hamilton, and and that's how he responded on his radio, like stop inventing things. But fair play to him for sticking up for himself. And, yeah. not, and not letting them take advantage of him. Yeah, but he's, like now, he, yeah. he's now put himself in the picture as a title contender because he's only what eleven points behind Leclerc. Yeah, but so he is like forty-five points gap. behind Sam, uh, Verstappen. Yeah, well, between the two Ferrari drivers now, who are they going to pick? Well, the, the thing is, Leclerc the now has got to start picking their drivers. Leclerc's finished on the podium fewer times. He's not finished on the podium any point in the last five races the, the man in form the, the man in form at Ferrari is Carlos Sainz whether he, he's getting stronger and stronger through the season yeah and like this win's been coming pretty much if Ferrari prioritise Sainz now they might have a chance at both titles because they can't do what Red Bull did which is oh yeah you're now to contender Checo but we're gonna dick you with every single second class strategy possible You've got to go now. Hang on, actually, what am I saying? No, Ferrari, 
give signs your second best strategy because that one will actually turn out to be better than your first choice. Well, yeah, that was that was a uh, last race, wasn't it? Plan D. Let's say let's Mate, go to I'm plan. Let's go. It was yeah. mechanics have that many plans <laughs> in Canada. Let's go to Plan D. And Claire was like, "Yeah, I agree. This is the one we should have been on in the first place." <laughs> uh, sometimes it's just too much bullshit. Let's just. Just to tell everybody what it is. We're already racing. They haven't got that much time to react to it. Let's just say we're going to go four laps extra. We're going to switch the enters. We're going to, f- I don't know, put a different tower on each corner. Just tell us. Why have you got to make up a code? Pisses me off. Keep us guessing. Or just say we the d- I have. I believe that the team should be made to use each set of tyres in every race, the soft, medium and hard, in every race. Because then you're creating two pit stop races. And I really like the idea of a different tyre on each corner. You're also taking away the whole mixed up tyre compounds thing. Like, you wouldn't have the mix of strategies. Everyone would be like, oh yeah, two stop, but everyone's a guaranteed two stop. What you want are those races which are borderline one slash two stops, where... It actually worked out in the strategy. I'm not sure if you um, saw before the race, Dan or Danny. Uh, I know Chris, you wouldn't have seen this because you were actually there. But Ted Kravitz said the two-stop strategy in a clean race is actually five seconds faster. But would you give up track position for five seconds of race time? Well, science won up on a three-stop strategy yesterday. Yeah, but with a safety car, that's not a clean race, is it? It's a... I did set a, fa- a fast lap time myself around Silverstone yesterday. I did. We had we we had a nice FaceTime of that. My daughter thought it was hilarious that you had someone on the back of the mobility scooter uh, zipping around Silverstone. That's what was your lap time? In photos. It was like fifteen twelve. Fifteen twelve. DRS, my, D- <laughs> my DRS wasn't working, and there was a lot of there was a lot of obstacles on the on the pit strip. What about ERS? What like what like, what, like people? Yeah, but my mate would stand up on the back of the scooter. And take pictures over the top of them in the pit lane. Here's the T cam. <laughs> yep. So it was quite fun. It was brilliant. That's where your um, mate. That's where you went wrong with your mate. Your mate should have taken his hat off in the DRS zones. <laughs> but uh, I did Canada in the car. I've now done Silverstone in the scooter. So what's next for Chris? Is it um, you going to go to Austria next week and uh, tackle it on a Segway? Hmm. I don't think I've got. I don't think I've got the core balance for that. There was a guy there actually in my grandstand. There was a guy in the grandstand with me in the disabled grandstand, and he had a Segway kind of thing. He sat on it. It only had two wheels, and he had the little joystick to move it. But it was all centre of balance, and it was all done up in the McLaren Golf scheme. Looked awesome. Oh yeah. Love that. So wanted one. You have to complain, Chris, and say next time I'm here I want one of those instead. I don't know. Mate. I think that might have been my last one yesterday. Really? What what kind of conversation yeah. is, is this? Uh I know. would you would you like us to get back to a bit of a, a one last topic that I guess we have to talk about because this is our last podcast recording before our Austrian Grand Prix meetup. Um we are at the Hippodrome Casino in Leicester, just by Leicester Square Station. 
in London, 1pm on Sunday for the Austrian Grand Prix. Uh, we've got... What time is race start? The race starts at 2 o'clock, so make sure you get there at 1 to, uh, to grab yourself a seat. And a could... beer. And a beer. Or two. You, they do pictures of beer. They do pictures of beer. Literally, that's you can get a picture of beer if you want a picture of beer. They are they're good there. But it's um say entry into the casino, into the event, that's free. Uh we've got a competition where we're giving away uh, some free track art amongst some other bits. And where did you get the track art from? We got the track art, Chris. Good question. We got the track art from show sponsor Apex Tracks. So for all your 3D printed track wall art needs, head to apextracks.com. That's A-P-E-X-T-R-A-X-S dot com. Hopefully, we do see Just there. Hopefully, he's able to make it down to the meetup. That would be pretty sick. Yeah. But we'll have to wait and see. But Fingers if crossed. Not, if Joss can't make it, we still hope to see a lot of you there. And with that, I think we've covered everything. There is one more thing we need to bring up. The fact that Hamilton has got another podium this year um, and at his home race. Yes, and is it is this a record-breaking podium? Yes, it is. 13th. 13th podium. 13th podium at Silverstone. At Silverstone. It's, it's something that no one's ever done before. Well, he, he's had eight wins. Eight wins. He's got a ridiculous record there. That was 14th. Uh, eight, 08, 14, 15, 17, 18. 21. 20... And the seventieth anniversary was there. No, that was that was. Um, he won at twenty and twenty-one. Yeah, for Stappen. The won, yeah, but the he twenty-one. The twenty-one. The twenty-one. The twenty-one. The ones in two thousand twenty. The seventieth anniversary one was won by Verstappen because that's the day it was baking Stappen, hot and the tires were just melting. Played beautifully into Rebel's hands with the way they build their car and the conditions. And also 2018, Hamil- Hamilton didn't win that race. Vettel won that race. Yeah, he got Hamilton yeeted by Raikkonen at the start. I, I will hold my hands up. That is my ex-wife's fault. <laughs> Good one. You know what, Chris? I agree. <laughs> that, was, that was the year she left me. And every year before that, that we had gone to a race, Lewis won it. And that year he lost. So that bitch cost him a win. We Not are still friends. Lose, but we are Vettel... still friends. But That's good. But Vettel rubbed salt in that wound that day. Yeah. We won in their house. We won in their house. Haha. <laughs> Do you know, it was really noticeable at Silverstone this year how likeable or how many people have grown to like Sebastian Vettel. Well, that's one His thing. His fan base at Silverstone is huge. Exactly. Chris, one more thing before we go. How good did his, uh, the Mansell car sound? Oh. <laughs> oh, I had a crisis. It was just a thing of just the one. Well, was this the one, one with eight, the active suspension? One, one each line. Yeah, it was right? the '92 British Grand Prix winning car. I had WB? one each lap. Hey, is it the F F the W the twelve B the fourteen B? Never mind. Fourteen, I think. Fourteen. Yeah. Yes, fourteen. Um, but yeah, it was active suspension. Right. Also, as a special giveaway to everybody that attends the meetup 
I'm going to pick a winner and we're going to do a one-off exclusive F1 Fans UK hat, which I've ordered. Uh, it isn't going to be there for the meetup because Vista Print are assholes, but it is going to be a one-off for the moment, one-off custom black with white writing, full logo, and it looks amazing. Uh, I'm not going to post any pictures up. I'm not going to do anything like that obviously we've seen it in our in in our groups but i have ordered it as a special prize but it's only going to be entered by people that come to the meetup in london that is the only way you can get to enter into it with that everyone we hope you enjoyed the podcast there's a link in the bio to everything that we do until next time we'll see you in london vamos cheers guys cheerio guys see you in london see ya vamos Nos vemos en Londres. <laughs>